Hey there. All right, so right off the bat, I have to put out a disclaimer. We aren't just going to be talking about beginning sounds, but so many of us just focus on that skill that I figured I'd use it to grab your attention. Sorry. The fact is, being able to identify beginning, middle, and ending sounds in words is super important when building phonemic and, eventually, phonic skills, even if we sometimes don't really want to admit that. That is exactly what we're going to talk about on this week's episode, so despite my disclaimer, I really do hope you stick around. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. All right, so... I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. This episode has me really nervous. I feel very competent in my abilities to teach blending and segmenting sounds. And next week's episode about manipulating sounds is one that I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to. But this one, yeah, just the concept, it just, it, it makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm really not sure why. I kind of think it has something to do with my poor dyslexic brain. I, um, even as an adult, I have a hard time discriminating between the sounds and words and picking one that's the same. All right, so, okay, I'm already getting ahead of myself. I should really explain what the skill is. So bear with me. Like I said, I'm not as comfortable with this skill as I'm probably, you know, I'm probably going to stumble through this a little bit more than usual. So what exactly does it mean when we talk about the beginning, middle, and ending phonemes? This skill, it's obviously, it's very related to segmenting the words, but it's, it's just, it's more complicated. The student should be able to hear two different words and figure out if they share the same beginning middle or ending sound. So for example, cat and map have the same middle sound. Another example of it would be if you have a student, you know, you give them the word hat, can they give you a word with the same beginning sound? As you can see, this skill set, it has more, it's more facets. It's got more complicated pieces to it. It requires more of that holding information in your brain into short-term memory and being able to recall previous information. It's just, it's more complicated. And it, it just, it requires the student to understand just globally more about what we're talking about. They have to, for example, they have to understand what first, middle, and end is. They have to figure out, you know, hold, again, holding those information and being able to discriminate between the different sounds in the word, being able to segment, all that, and segmenting multiple words at once, if you think about it. So it it can get, it can get a little hairy. So 
When I was thinking about talking about this topic in, on the podcast, my first question was, what do students who are missing this skill look like or, or what might they be, you know, struggling with, you know, in the classroom? So when I did a little bit of research into it and talked to some teacher friends who are working with these types of students, um, we fi figured that some of these students are going to have a hard time with rhyming or for my high school people, with alliteration. Because again, you have to be able to figure out the, be able to, to recognize that two sounds set are the same. Some students may struggle with spelling or they may not differentiate between words in the same word family, but with different uh, medial vowel sounds or, or with different medial vowel sounds. So for example, if they're in the same word family, a student may just struggle with discriminating between hat and cat for whatever reason. They may see that and just go with the same word or they may have to, um, they may see the word family, but then even though they know at, they sound out each, each sound every time they see it. When di uh, discriminating between different medial vowel sounds, a student may say hat for hit just because they're not really hearing the different sounds the way that we would expect them to. So how can I help with this skill? All right, so it's more complicated, obviously, or maybe I'm making it more complicated because it just is a harder task for me, myself, and I to accomplish. But I will say Using visuals is super helpful. We've talked about it in previous episodes with phonemic awareness, but giving them visuals helps to take an abstract concept and make it concrete for the students. So for example, have the students start with segmenting a word and then identifying what the beginning, middle, or ending sound is in the word, and then give them a visual. Like for example, I my, my sons love the little mini cars from the Cars movie. I think there's like three Cars movies. And so of course they have, well, my older one has all those tiny little cars. And so for example, if I had the word hat, cause we'll stick with the easy ones, I would put out three cars. And so as the child says the, the sound in the word, they can move each car, one, one car for each sound in the word. That helps them First of all, to see the visual aspect of it, but it gives them something to touch. It, it just, it increases the ability for them to really understand the concept. So when students are comfortable with the segmenting part of it, you can give them two words. And like, for example, with the mini cars, I would give hat and, I don't know, house. And so I would have them segment the sounds for both words and then just move the car for each of them that sounds the same. So for that one, it would be the beginning sound in both words. So they would just move that, that one car. Now, of course, this is after we've practiced, you know, sounding it out, using the cars, moving the cars for each sound for both of the words. Eventually, you're going to be able to build up to giving students three, four words, asking them to tell you, for example, which word doesn't have the same beginning, middle, or ending sound. 
or giving them a word and asking them to give you a word with the same beginning, middle, or ending sound. So you can see how it progresses. First, we have to give them the words so that they can discriminate between the sounds and figure it out. And that would be more of a receptive type of skill versus expressively where we're giving we're, we're giving them the word and they have to think about it and they have to verbally tell us another word that would, would match what we're asking for. So yeah, in my head, it's more complicated. Maybe you're sitting here listening to this podcast thinking, Jessica, I don't know why you're making this more complicated than it needs to be. If I am, please message me. Please give me other ideas because I am well aware that uh, more brains are better than one. Uh, I'm just trying to share the things that I've done for my students to help them. I will say for students who are really, really struggling with it, I really like to start with the beginning sound because the kids are just more familiar with that, you know, because we always do in kit in school, a apple, ah, those kinds of things. So they're just a little bit more attuned to hearing the first sound in words. So being able to to match the beginning sound is usually a little bit easier. And if your students are really struggling with this skill, I would really suggest starting with that. But find something fun for the kids to use. Um, my older son, of course, loves cars, but my younger son really likes dinosaurs. So I find, you know, little dinosaurs and they just get to move the dinosaurs. Uh, I've seen different resources with Play-Doh and, and, you know, like those, the, you know, those lights that you like, you hit it and it lights up, getting a couple of those out and they can hit the light, turn the light on as they say the sound. Those kinds of things are really super helpful for kids to, first of all, it's more fun, it's interesting, but also it's more engaging and they get practice. That's, I mean, that's really the name of the game, isn't it? So, you know me, I love progress monitoring. Okay, maybe I don't love the act of, you know, like collecting, you know, writing down the data and stuff, but I really do love the end result of getting to see the progress to getting to see where the kids started and the amazing things that they've learned and how much more they're able to do at the end of the intervention. So I want to talk about that because <laughs> that's what I do. So obviously, we're, we got to start with charts, we got to collect our data, make a good goal for this. Uh, for this, I will suggest that your goal be kind of focused a little bit more than maybe you would for the blending and the segmenting just because there's so much to this segment. So I would suggest you do a goal like, for example, a student will be able to match beginning sounds in two words, you know, with 75% accuracy. And then once they're good at that, move on to the ending sound and then eventually do vowel sounds. Um, Medial vowel sounds tend to be really hard. It, it just, it's hearing the vowel sounds, hearing the difference between, the, especially short, the short vowel sounds, it, it can be really, really tricky for a lot of our students. So I really do strongly suggest that you start with beginning, then go with end, and then do, 
you know, your medial, your middle sound and try to, I don't want to say put off doing vowels for a little while, but you might want to kind of back burner that for, especially for the students who are really weak in this skill. So um, also I did put together, even though this is my area of weakness, I did put out a uh, progress monitoring product for this. Uh, I actually put a lot of, a really, a lot of thought into it and pulled from a lot of different resources that I've used, that I've made over the years to, to try and make one really good comprehensive progress monitoring packet for, for this skill set. Um, I'd love for you to check it out. Uh, it has the cards and the tracking and the data sheets and all that good stuff. But more importantly, I'd like you to check it out to look at it and see if maybe you can get some ideas on how you can work with your students. Of course, you know, I've talked about it in the last couple episodes. I am working on a growing bundle with all the phonemic awareness progress monitoring things <laughs> that you could use um, or, you know, to help with all of this because I know that teachers are absolutely buried <laughs> with all the things that you're trying to do right now. Uh, eventually, it will have the four phonemic awareness areas. Oh, I it just occurred to me next week finishes up this uh, series for us. So, wow, I wasn't really thinking about that. But okay, uh, I have been adding to that bundle some extra little like, I have um, little clip it uh, games to practice phonemic awareness skills too. So, you know, check it out and maybe you'll get some ideas. If you have ideas, send them to me because goodness knows we need to all be putting our heads together for these kids because who doggy, we need some, uh, we need some intervention. I'll just put it that way. So I would love for you to tune in next week. We'll be talking about manipulating sounds. I am super excited. I'm a little nervous, but I'm super excited about that because I really enjoy teaching that skill. Um, yeah, I just, I think that manipulating sounds is, that's a fun one to do. Uh, and we're also, of course, going to talk about those higher level skills that it impacts and how to teach that skills super quickly so that you can see progress really fast because that's what we need, right? So I hope that you tune in next week. And until then, may your coffee be strong your students calm, and your sounds easy to figure out. Bye.